Here, I'll let you listen to my beard. That's the sound of my, my hair rubbing on a microphone. <laughs> Welcome to Uncle Weepy's Depression Dungeon. The least helpful self-help podcast. Here are your hosts, Paul Armstrong and Jeremy Fuchsa. Oh, now I don't hear noise. I heard noise before. Now I don't. Now there's no noise. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun. Oh, hmm. Well, it's a good re- it's a good thing that that wasn't the re- real reason I was late. You sure? Yes, I am sure that that's, re- that's not the real reason I was late. Was it drugs again? It well, yes. I was I was trying to I was trying to score a quick bump before uh <laughs> you know, before I came down into the basement. Pure snow. Didn't didn't work out the way I wanted it to. You've seen Better Off Dead, right? I have seen, yes. Yes. Oh, so many people don't know what that movie is and it makes me sad. That is a sad thing. It's I an mean, old movie. Know, it is. It's, and it's a very really old hard to find. It's impossible to find, actually. Is it not on any of the streamings? You can only get it on Blu-ray or DVD on Amazon. It's not streaming anywhere. Really? Yeah. Oh man. You can stream it on YouTube though. Yeah, like a bootleg. I or, mean, or YouTube yeah, Red. Not the best. No, not Red. Oh, straight oh. up YouTube. Uh. And it's up there still because clearly there's not a whole lot of people. Yeah, there's <laughs> not searching there. out. I want to see a movie about a weird kid and his French neighbor's exchange student that involves skiing. And but how could you not want to see that? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's I, it's really hard to explain what the movie's about, though. Well, it's a sure. high school movie. It's yes, but there's there's not a day that that doesn't go by that I don't that I don't talk about French something. In honor of our special guest, I've created. Dinner mondu. First, we have French fries and French dressing and French bread <laughs> and to drink. Ta-da! <laughs> Peru. The the Japanese guys that only know how to speak like Howard Cosell. Truly a sight to behold. The man, be the once great chef. Now. A study in mumpishness. Which most people won't even know who that is. That's true. How can... I... I, Hmm. Lost faith in humanity a little bit then. Yeah, well. Welcome to when I am in the office and being like, quoting something like, damn shame, throwing a perfectly good white boy like that. Like, what? Like, oh. Oh. I want my $2? They're like, huh? No, nobody knows I want my $2. No. Nope. The worst. I was thinking today. This is God's honest truth, and I'm just admitting this, and I'm hoping that I'm not alone in this. But there have been times where my stomach has felt so weird-ish, and this is only in an office environment that I knew something was going to happen. It was going to be bad, and I didn't want to do it in an office, so I said that I had to go home and work from home. I am hoping I'm not the only person who has been like, this is going to be a dangerous toilet situation, and I do not want to have it away from the comfort of my home. I, uh, I, welcome again to Poop Talk. (laughs) (laughs) It is where I mostly live. Um, it is the happiest point of my day. (laughs) 
what is even happening? Did you see, did you see the, the Jordan Peele deep fake? Yes, I did. I've shared that around the office today. I knew about that technology before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's two different ones. There's the face, uh, the the digital, like keeping up with whoever can input words. Oh, boy, boy, I am I am doing a terrible job. I think Adobe. I thought Adobe was creating it, where it's basically they learn enough about how a person's mouth will move and can recreate it pretty quickly. I think that's what Adobe, but there's also another technology that all it needs is about 15 seconds of someone talking and it can completely replicate their speaking. So if you get those two softwares together, how can you believe anything? Yeah. I mean, it still looks a little iffy on the sure. the face. Well, the deep he he used he used another like like a like a GitHub library or something like that called Deepfake, and um, apparently it took about fifty six hours for the machine to learn. You know, based on you know, you basically feed it as many photos as you can, and then you feed the audio and 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 all that stuff, and and it took about fifty six hours to learn it. And then the rest was just mapping the face on in After Effects, and yeah, I'm pretty sure Adobe's the one that's developing all that software. It's like it's an animation adaptive AI kind of, but yeah, it's already been passed around like a year ago. Like the Obamas wishing people a Merry Christmas, and it wasn't real. It was just someone faking it, right? And in this culture, you know how easy it'll be to convince people that that's real. Oh, I know. Well, and and that was the you know the article that I yeah the article that I read was uh, you know all these people oh yeah you know if you're commenting well I could tell that was CGI or I could totally tell that that was Jordan Peele or you know uh, there was just something wrong with the lip sync or something you know you're you're missing the complete point the video was not for you. Yeah, you, know, you you are you are a person who can discern those types of things easily, and you know it's not a big deal. But for somebody who does not have a trained eye for what is CGI and what is not CGI, or just loves the magic of of knowing that everything in the world is true, you know, it's quite a frightening thing. Yeah, I mean, if you make it lower res, you make it look a little fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just use the audio part of it and then cut back and forth between the person talking and something else just so you don't get to stare at it for that long. There's all sorts of ways around it. Oh, sure. That if you frame it in the right way and you put it on, quote-unquote, a reputable source, meaning InfoWorlds or Fox News or whatever, which some people believe are reputable, and they can just pass off all this stuff and be like, hey, this is totally what happened. And people always... Not always, but oh, I can't remember what I read. Something about, you know, common in psychological terms, but whatever you hear first, you're going to believe regardless of everything you hear after that. Uh-huh. There's just no convincing you that something isn't true without just beating it into your head after a while. Like, this is not true, this is not true, this is not true. And like, well, I, I don't know, you you could be wrong. Um, <laughs> I can't remember why I read that. It was... uh. 
it was on a radio or a podcast radio, same thing. Um, basically, they were confronting people with the literal facts of the fake news stuff that people be- believe, like the, the Pizzagate stuff. Mm-hmm. And they presented it to them. They're like, well, I don't know. I still think it's probably real. Like, <laughs> you just can't. So if someone sees a video, they believe it's real, they're going to believe it's real no yep. matter what there, you tell them. There's no convincing. None. No. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the, yeah. the technology just makes all of that. I mean, it's been around forever, obviously. I mean, you could write whatever you wanted, satire, whatever, and people could believe it as real. Mm-hmm. But now it's just a little bit more shady, <laughs> advanced. It's definitely going to be used to try to get pe- someone to say something that they probably wouldn't say or that there should be no reason to believe it or reinforces a already a, a lie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's yeah, I passed that around the office today. And then obviously everyone's favorite part was the the very end where Right. <laughs> what did he say again? I totally forgot. Thank you. Stay woke, bitches. That's right. I'm passed around the video. Even though I complain about being tired at least seventeen times a day. I'm woke ish. <laughs> Let's get serious. So I had a, a uh, an interesting thought conversation. It was with a neighbor. I don't always love getting together with her neighbors, uh, mostly just because because I hate socializing. I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's why I don't uh, know any of my neighbors. Uh, my wife does. She walks the dogs and talks to everybody. And every night she's like, why don't you walk the dogs with me? I'm like, no. She's like, why not? I'm like, because you're going to stop and talk to people and I do not want to do it. And then I'll be the asshole that just walks away while you're talking to someone. <laughs> and they already probably think I'm a weirdo and hate me. So why do I just want to stop and say, I'm like, oh yeah, small talk is fun. And <laughs> look at look at how my feet are on the bottom. And they'll it'll just be awful. Anyway. Well, especially if you're just so, walking around showing feet to people. That's all I care about. That's all you care about is the bottom of your oh, feet? Oh, I love feet so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Feet. Um, so, like, it was Friday, and uh, we were all, not all, there were several of us from our team getting drinks because it was a long fucking week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, oh, I was hoping you come home because we're getting together with our back, our behind us neighbors. I'm like, like, I just didn't answer. She's like, I know you don't like getting together with neighbors, but it'd be really great. So I got home around seven or whatever. And he's a military guy. And we get to talking. And there's a certain point where we have this conversation. And it was something that I was listening to. And that he was saying, and basically the concept is, is the only way that humanity can learn and grow through violence or pain or suffering. All right. Because okay. it seems like anything that propels great amount of change involves one of those three things, if not all three at once. Yeah. Yeah. Because anything else is at least conceptual or dismissible or manipulatable. Whereas pain, everyone understands, and there's no one that wants to go through it. Therefore, you learn much more going through that than anything else. 
Mm-hmm. Agreed. It was just a conversation, and I'm like, if that's true, that's really sad. Yeah. Um, but it feels kind of true. Yeah, it feels very true to me. I yeah. Um, and what does that mean about us as a species in terms of how we've evolved and all that? Well, it means we haven't evolved anywhere near as much as we as we would like to think that we have. I mean, probably true. That's that's the long and short of that. But yeah, um, wow. That's uh, now I see why you don't leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, in terms of what I think about, or well, I mean, if that if that's what you're going to run into on a you know on a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon, I mean, that's I think that's just where I take people. Oh well, okay. I don't remember. I mean, he's in the military. So, it's, so. well, I mean, yeah, it's like I think it was right. I think Syria just happened. Yeah, I mean, you've got uh, you've got you've got you've got two things that you're. It, it's like. It's like that. It's like that old commercial with the "You got peanut butter in my chocolate. You got chocolate <laughs> in my peanut butter." Which yeah. one of you really took it there? Yeah, it could be either one. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't taste. It wasn't as tasty as a, a Reese's peanut butter cup. I'll tell you that. Nothing if it, if it were a Reese's peanut butter cup filled with dirt and shit, then that's what it basically we. I got shit. He's like, I got dirt, and then we came together, and that's what we realized is that we're shit dirt. <laughs> I got the dirt shits. <laughs> oh, humanity's the worst. But uh, that's I mean, it was not a fun thought, and I could not come up with. I, I mean, I'm sure there has to be examples of human beings learning that doesn't involve. Collectively, again, I'm not talking individually because it's very easy individually to make change that doesn't involve that. Right. But we're not individuals. We're collectives. As much as anyone likes to believe, like, well, I am an individual. Like, you're not because there's no way you can do something that doesn't affect somebody. It's impossible. So as a collective entity of humanity for us to propel forward, is there any is, is situation where that doesn't involve some sort of pain or suffering? And pain obviously is an open-ended term. It could it, it doesn't necessarily mean literal physical pain, but it could be financial pain. It could mean uh, legal pain, or you know, the threat of jail, or enormous fines, or you know, runs the gamut. Negative. Very negative. Sure. Well, be. I mean, everything you know, everything that I can think of. I mean, it all—it's all laddering back up to yeah. You guys, you guys are absolutely right because I mean, you know, all the things. Uh, you know, recession. Yep. Uh, taxes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know. So you name it. So yeah. So then the conversation turned, <clears throat> and it's because I had two scotches and two glasses of wine. It's the only way I can talk to people. Um, so I immediately turned it, and I don't know why. I should have shut my fucking mouth, but I knew he was a pretty strong Catholic, and I went, yeah, sort of like the whole concept of hell fits into that idea too, doesn't it? Created to make people change, so we create a whole entity that dry, draws us into that fear of pain and suffering to try to thwart us into good behavior. <laughs> I was like, how'd that go for you? He wasn't so much a fan <laughs> of that response. It, it was more of a, huh, 
what did you grow up in? He's like, you just wanted to know what I grew up in. I grew up Presbyterian. We're basically, we're born bad. We're always bad. We're separated from God forever. And unless we, you know, uh, accept the grace of Christ, then we'll be saved. But until then, we're bad, 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 terrible, 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 blah, blah, blah. It was it was interesting. But that was my natural progression in terms of, yeah, we all learn from suffering, which is why we manipulate people with the threat of suffering to get them to do what we want. That is true. Very true. Yeah. It's a base instinct. Very hard to fight. I don't know where I'm going with any of this other than that it was a thought and... (laughs) And it was a fun thing to do in the neighborhood. It was a great way to make sure my neighbor never wants to talk to me again. Like, hey, it's you. I got to go do something. I'm like, sweet, when? No conversations for me today. I get to hang inside. That's the, the another problem. Like my wife is very outdoor and I'm very indoor. I don't mind the outdoors. I just have terrible allergies. So when it's nice and beautiful out, I'm like, this is great. Achoo! And then swell up and everything itches. And yeah. I feel like I want to die. You would think that I am super outdoor. Yeah, being in the Boy Scouts. Yeah, you would think that. Um, my opinion of the outdoors changes with the seasons. Uh, I am not a summer person. so mm, It's I, hot out there. Uh, yeah, I am very much less likely to be an outdoorsy person in the summer than, than uh, you know, let's say, you know, this time of year, whatever. Yeah, I'm going camping this weekend. Uh, it's supposed to rain. And I'm okay with that because that's that's you, that's kind that's kind of in my wheelhouse. I'm I'm good with that. So you like mud, yeah, mud. I don't you know I don't care. I'll you know because rain you know rainy campouts. Uh, all, all you're gonna do is sit on your ass around a fire. So this is with tents though. Yeah, yeah. So you don't get damp and wet and kind of feel gross. I sure guess. you do. Sure you do. But it's you know it's, it is it's, better than being stiflingly hot and yeah no relief yeah. even at night right you know you get you get enough <sighs> you get enough rain gear you get the right you know I've got some rain pants you know not not like not like the yellow fisherman you know bullshits um, <clears throat> some white some waders and gators and oh man I I have a friend that has gators the the little snake bite protector things that go on your calves. <laughs> that uh, he he wears them with shorts and he wears them almost year round and <laughs> what it's it's just it's just his thing like you know some people just have a thing I really like, hope this is Pat please tell me no it's not Pat <laughs> God I wish it was Pat because it would be really great uh, you know it's it's just his thing you know some people oh hey I'm the you know the purple framed glasses guy or um, that's you know, I'm, the, really, I'm the I'm the I'm the really about, specific. Yeah. Purple frame glasses guy. You had someone in mind. No, no, that. actually, I don't know anybody with purple frame sure glasses. Sure, you don't. Okay, wink. Uh, you know, I've got the. Oh, hey, I'm the talks about anime all the time girl. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so, and you know, guy hey, talks I'm, about shit all the time. Yeah, right? Nice. Yeah, I'm the yeah I'm the guy who talks about my diarrhea constantly on a podcast. Um, but you know, then there's uh, I like to protect my legs from snake bites. Three sixty five because they get spit a lot. Um, or is it just a once and now boom. the Boy Scout motto is be prepared, Paul. 
but for what? Nuclear <laughs> war, snake bites, bear attacks, diarrhea, <laughs> sudden onset Alzheimer's. Like, what are you supposed to be prepared for? Well, like, hey, we're going to do a mind puzzle because all of you are probably going to get Alzheimer's. Well, also, we're going to do it in a boat on a mountain because we're going to flood. I mean, like, how how prepared should one be? Well, I guess I guess you you pick your thing, you draw your line in the sand, and. For him, it's snake bites. Sand is also potential glass, so be careful. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I personally, I'm prepared. I'm prepared just in case anybody needs to peel an orange. <laughs> Kids these days. Orange, orange slices give you lots of energy and pulp, and pulp, fiber. To get the myalgia. job done. More like fibromyalgia. No, that's not. Gives me pain. Uh, get it? No? I not get good. it. That was yeah. a good. Not, I've been doing the not, dad jokes way too hard this week. So someone put in Slack, like, uh, working from home, waiting for a mulch slash furniture delivery. And I, <laughs> and I immediately said, how mulch furniture are you getting? And everyone's like, oh, my God. Everyone's just like, oh, son of a bitch. You don't need to show your age so obviously. Wow. Can't help it. I, I, Gotta, I'm going to admit that was really bad. Oh, that it, was was, bad. it was real bad. <laughs> that was real bad. Oh, I know. Not proud of you. Oh, shouldn't be. There's no reason <laughs> in any situation to be proud of me. I don't expect <laughs> my kids to be. I never am because I believe that if someone's watching me at all times, therefore, I need to. Make speeches in front of the mirror to entertain them. It's only partially true. It's all true. <laughs> My psychosis is 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 hard uh, this week. Your what? What? <laughs> I said my psychosis is is playing hard. Oh, this week. oh. I'm feeling crazy. I'm just saying I'm feeling crazy this week. I don't know why. As I was as I was coughing, I just I thought I just thought I heard you say my sack is hard this week. I was like, oh. Ouch! Yeah, it's petrified. Should probably go get that checked. I got injected with something. It hurt real bad. Ouch. Okay, so I'm but. gonna go. I'm gonna go back to the neighborhood thing. Not necessarily your it. discussion, no. but just so as you're, you know, riding or as you're talking about, you know, going out and on walks with dog and meeting people. And I was like, I my ex brother in law, I was. In many ways, in awe of him, because he had a, he had an art and a gift of just being able to be the entire block's friend with no effort whatsoever. And and you know, I I, I just wrote down Pete in the cul-de-sac because <laughs> because he I mean in in the in the three different houses that they lived in right now I get two different. I mean, they were both in cul-de-sacs, and within 48 hours of them moving in, he knew every single person. Wow. And and was all buddy with them, and, you know, and, and he, would, he would be, like, the person to uh, sort of kind of organize, like, you know, Fourth of July in the cul-de-sac, you know, and, and different things like that. But, yeah, it was just – it. It would just never cease to amaze me to just watch how effortless it was 
the he it, it, it was it was it was like watching a master. It was something. Wait, are you or are you envious? Uh, yeah, I wish. Really? I, oh, absolutely. Because I mean, I I I don't I don't like you know I don't necessarily like being the guy that doesn't want to talk to you. Okay, well that's um, where we're different. There, I have no so, desire. Yeah, I mean, it just it just it yeah it it bothers me that that I'm that I'm not as um, you know and and I and I suppose that I. A lot of times, the only way to talk to people is to have some drinks, and and I definitely do that in order to, you know, fi- fire up the uh, fire up the old personality. Sure. And you know, and otherwise, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, hi, oh, here's Jeremy. Hi. You know, maybe it's just that where I live, it's just I don't find the conversations typically very interesting. At least, and not like. Well, here's the thing. I get tired of being the only person who talks and to bring up topics and to get someone else to talk. They never ask about me. They never engage me. And this might be a guy thing in general, but I'm always the one that has to bring up a topic, ask them about what they do, or you know, try to propel and find something to connect about. They never do it back. It's always just me like, yeah, this is all about you, motherfucker. I don't care. Who cares about me? This is all about like, and I get so fucking tired of that. That's why I don't engage anymore because I know all it's going to be is them talking about themselves. Me interviewing them. Oh, not, not you like dragging stuff out of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just an interview all the time. I feel like that's all that happens. That would be that would be pretty. That would be really hard for me. And I think it's because I'm not a huge sports guy. I am uh-huh. a little bit. I mm-hmm. don't work in typical business. I'm like a salesman or a. Yeah. No. I. I'm. I'm a hundred. I'm a hundred percent with you on that. There's. There's. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it all. It yeah. all just kind of goes. Huh. And you know, yeah. like, because because they get to a point where, well, I. Don't know what to ask about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like they don't mm-hmm. understand what I do. Mm-hmm. They have no interest in other things I'm interested. in. Like, yeah, I'm really into this music, and they're like, I still like Aerosmith. I'm like, okay, well, okay, we do not have a lot to talk about. Like, hey, it was the last movie you saw? I saw Black Panther, and I found it very, very troubling because of all the black people in it. You know, stuff like that. You know, it's just sort of like, well, yeah, again, we have nothing to talk about. Like, that's typically what happens. In our area. Yeah. It's just, I, we could not be any more opposed in terms of beliefs or lifestyle or interests than anyone in our neighborhood. Yeah. With, with my wife, we have dogs and she walks the dogs and that immediately becomes a focal point. Yeah. Well, well, you I know, don't have that dogs. Dogs will save you every time they do. Which reminds me, I did once walk our dog through a neighborhood dressed up as Captain America and I have video proof of it. <laughs> and I just sent it to you. Uh, so that might be why people people don't like me. <laughs> but it happened. And I'm proud of it. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm you know pretty I mean? sure we, we've nailed it for you there. Yeah. D- yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you find that with is that a did you find that with any other guys that aren't like people in, the, you're in, in our industry, I should say, who you go to talk to them, and it it becomes a dead end. Of oh yeah. Well, if I'm not interviewing them, we're not having a conversation. Yeah. No, I I'm I'm with you on that. I I usually 
I guess I I don't. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just hold on. I'm too I'm too distracted by the the plaid slippers. Really, oh, more than course. anything, it's not necessarily the Captain America costume, but the plaid slippers. Yeah, well, it's about Captain America when he's washed up and old. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, you can watch I'm, it later. I'm, I'm, it yeah, I'm going to watch it later. Short. I'm just I haven't hit play, but there was just there was too much to take in. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> about embarrassing yourself throughout the... Uh, is it a guy thing that it's so hard to talk to other guys if they are not exactly within your purview of interest and career? Well, yeah. I, I think interest. Um, because you go... I mean, you go back to sports, you know. <sighs> yeah. Sports. Sports is the great equalizer. It truly is. It really and is. as long as long as you are part of that equalizer, you know, I mean, if you're in that Venn diagram, then it then it kind of doesn't matter what you do for a career because you can there's always that, you know, because we all we all have kind of agreed uh, within the last 30 years, that discussion of the weather is, you know, is just dumb. That's bullshit. You know? Yeah. It, it, sure, back in the 30s, discussion of the weather could take hours and would be, would, would be you know, also the great equalizer. Oh, sure is hot today. That's right. It's going to be a real scorcher. Wapachakalads. And so, so, so that went away, and then, and so, sports became the great equalizer. And as long as you've got that to fall back on, you've at least got something to hold a polite conversation without it kind of turning into an interview, as you say. Uh, you know, that probably is going to get you twenty or thirty minutes. And yeah. if you're, and if, and if you're just sitting around shooting the shit with neighbors, having having some drinks on somebody's back porch, that mm. twenty or thirty minutes is going to be long enough for you to either have somebody else inject themselves into the conversation, which changes the dynamic, or you have enough to drink that you can kind of just roll with it. Yeah. And so and so yeah, I, I definitely think there's that. But, but so if so if you if your Venn diagrams don't <laughs> overlap enough, yeah. yeah. Uh that's where things get a little problematic. No, that's accurate and annoying. And then where do you go? Yeah, then and then it gets annoying because 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 I the the interviewing i mean really if you look at it all the interviewing is is just is is you you probing you know it's hey here we go let's let's make it really interesting for everybody it's like an api call ooh fancy information information please for me sure get friend set of parameters right yeah you know and friend not acknowledged Right. Okay. You know, and so you so you you keep probing with with these different calls, different questions, yeah. trying yeah, trying the, to the, find the, that one thing yep. that gets you the stream of data that says, okay, here we go. Here's here's our twenty minutes of unlabored conversation that we can have. And uh, yeah, but it, 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 well, here's the uh, the 
adjacent but similar thing is since that is not my primary means of gaining cultural, not even cultural, personal meaning through sports, I'm not raising my kids to be into sports. So none of our kids do sports. Uh-oh. The stream went poopy. Somebody went, hello? What happened? Oh, shit. Did we die? No, no. Hey, we came back. Yeah, you got you got real bad, real bad there for a bit. Oh boy, we're back. We're back. What did you miss? Uh, I don't know. You went, and the thing is, I went. I went all matrix on it. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, so what I was talking, I was going to say is adjacent to this is I'm not raising our boys or even our daughter to be into sports. Like, I don't require them to play sports. I don't make them watch sports. We don't go to Uh sports. Therefore, I'm going to have sons that I'm wondering how they're going to connect with the world. And at the same time, I don't fucking care as a contrarian of like, fuck you and your rules of arbitrary social construct. But I can see the awkwardness now when we get together as a family with other families. How... I've just perpetuated my own discomfort with interacting with people and propagated it onto my kids. Not that I should be forcing them, per se, to do things they're not interested in. They're not interested in sports. If they were, I would do it, and we tried. Whether it was football with my son, he hated it. And fencing, he's okay with it, stopped. Like, all I tried, he's a musician. He's amazing at it. He's good with math. I'm not going to not push that on him or, or let him pursue that because of social constructs was, well, your kid should be playing soccer and then baseball and then basketball and maybe football, but it's a little dangerous and so maybe not that, but they should be doing sports because of teaching them interactions with humans or whatever. I'm like, yeah, well, no, what it's teaching them is to be competitive with other humans and to just blindly listen to what someone yells at them to do. <laughs> Sorry. I am now yeah. preaching about my dislike of, Myself having been forced to do sports, but that was obviously you parent the way you liked and disliked. You got parented, but like that whole dichotomy is still there. It's still there with our kids. Like we get together as family and their boys are busy and they're like, oh, I was doing track or I was doing soccer or baseball and like I think their equalizer though might be video games. Yes. That yeah. might be it. Yeah, kid equalizer is very easily video games. But how does that turn into adulthood? That's why I'm like he, he, they're not going to grow into kids that watch sports, but I'm those other kids probably will be. Eh, well, I mean and that just turn into a society again of Hi, I'm the weirdo who likes to read books and sometimes I play video games and I create music and I think a lot. And what do you do? Oh, I go to a job for eight hours. I don't like it. I hate everything about it. And I come home and drink and watch sports and go to bed. I do honestly think that it is that it is a generational demarcation here where no sports as a great equalizer is not going to is not going to ever change. But Video games as the great equalizer yeah. will very will very much 
take a huge chunk out of that. And I think I think I that hope. our our generation has a fair share of that. Uh, yeah, it depends on the age range, but yeah. I think our, you and I are a little bit older in terms of like ours was Atari, early Nintendo. Exactly. Yeah, and so and so I do I do think that that you know that uh, that is going to be something that that's going to be really really easy to have your twenty to thirty minutes of of you know flow. So, I guess it just feeds into the whole social anxiety thing. That or at least that I feel all the time that it, I heard you say that you have as well, which is how do I fit into this world? <laughs> I mean, quite literally, if you boil it all down to what it really comes down to is I feel like I don't fit into this world and I just raised my kids to probably be the same way. Did you, did I get lost? I'm gone. Oh, I think we might have just finally died. I'm still here. Oh, fuck. I hear you a little bit. Oh, there you are. Man, what is happening? I don't know. It it got it got. I'm I'm gonna say for at least the f- past five to eight minutes, I'm going to uh, assume that you said a lot of really smart things, and it it would come in just enough at the end of phrases for me to be able to go, yeah. Uh, am I still here? But yeah, you're here now. You sound great now. God. Yeah, it was it was. I just noticed that all of the Wi-Fi on our area is gone. Like, not, uh, I mean, not ours. I mean, like, neighbors, all of their uh-huh. stuff disappeared. Ah, I'm guessing you're having a, uh, you're having a network problem. Everything's the worst. So all I was saying is social anxiety. I'm raising my kids to be as socially anxious as I am. Yep. I think he's toast. But died again. you have questions or topics for the show, call 816-535-1094 and leave a voicemail. Or reach us on Twitter at Uncle Weepy. If you enjoyed this show, first rate and review the show on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your review helps the podcast robot suggest this show to other listeners. Second, consider supporting the show on Patreon. Patrons of the show get access to exclusive after-show material. Several levels of support are available. Visit patreon.com slash uncleweepy for details. Mm-hmm.